Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Lone Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC, John Coleman. Dio, what is poppy? JC, another day, another, another dollar. dollar. That's yep, it's hot yeah. as hell. That's hot. It as is hot. Global warming is real now. It's here at our doorstep. Yeah, it is hot. I just had um, lunch with a buddy of mine. Shout out to Millen over at National Mortgage Insurance. Okay. And uh, he's driving from Jupiter back up to Boston. What? Yeah, they snowbird. Yeah, they snowbird. How how uh, how jealous are we? Because, you know, he said he woke up in Jupiter, Florida, and it's June. And he said, it is damn hot. It is hot as hell. It is hot. So he's going to make his way by car, stopping along the way. Really? Yeah, that's an efficient salesman right there. He's like, I have clients in Orlando. I have clients in Jacksonville. Clients in Charlotte. Clients in Richmond, Virginia. Clients in Virginia, uh, in, in Maryland. Yeah. So it's going to take him five days to to get back up oh, to Boston. Oh, so he's going to like make it a tour. Yeah. How but, do you, you don't sweat? Because I, I see you often, and you're, you never I have like a... I don't sweat. You should see me at my workouts in the morning. Yeah, but I'm talking... Yeah, it's, but now you're not sweating. Like, usually I'm drenched if I walk to my car from here. I will sweat walking from to and from my car, yes. I sweat so bad that I will finish working out. 20 minutes will pass. I will take a cold shower. I will then shave. <laughs> I will then get dressed. And I still show up at the office sweating through my work clothes. It is disgusting to where I have learned to bring a undershirt. Yep, got it. And I will show up to the office wearing an undershirt. Mm -hmm. And I have to tuck the undershirt in so that I don't sweat through the um, the, the belt area Yo, of my pants. Real talk, so, uh, side note or side mission, whatever you want to call it. I'd be getting sweaty boxers. Does that happen to you? Around my belt gross. line? Oh, Around yeah. My belt line? Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Right at the elastic. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, is there a way to prevent that? I yeah, use tuck, gold bond. Tuck your undershirt yeah, my, into. The boxers? Yes. Into your boxers. Yes. Not on top. Nope. And I, I learned this from my wife when we were dating. Okay. And if you tuck your undershirt into your underwear, then it doesn't pull out. Right? Oh. Yes, and if you've ever tried to wear an undershirt and like a dress yeah, shirt and yeah, tuck yeah, them both, yeah, then yeah. it gets real bunchy. Yeah, but tuck one into your Yo. underwear and one outside of your underwear, and then the one in the underwear stays down. Unless you want to do this, buy yourself some Tommy John T-shirts, undershirts. Okay, what um, do they have like buttons on the inside or something? They are like a super soft and they are just like stick to your body. Really? Like they, oh yeah, Tommy John, that's where it's at. Tommy John makes some good undershirts, gentlemen. And they don't even sponsor the show. Not at least yet, not, yet. not yet. Yeah, no, but there, there ain't a whole lot going on new. Like, lunch with Millen, super excited to see him. Like, wish him and his wife safe travels getting back up to Boston. Are these the doldrums of the mortgage industry? The dog, it's what the is summer. the summer it's dog the summer days? Months. Yeah, yeah, dog days of summer. Uh, here's something cool going, going down. I'll be um, in our backyard, but the Mortgage Bankers Association of Florida has their annual conference. It Word. starts this week. So I'll be down at the, the the conference convention area of Orlando. I'll be with a bunch of my friends from the Florida MBA, wifey, daughter, daughter's best friend. We're going to head over to the west coast of Florida for four nights. Um, Tampa? I'm gonna, yeah, St. Pete area. Oh, Treasure okay. Island. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah Treasure yeah. Island. Okay. Yep, yep. We're going to go spend like four nights in Treasure Island. And uh, no, it's just yeah, getting through the summer where it's like you got to work, but good luck getting people to show up to your meetings, mm. show up to work, show up to your events, because unless it's like a national conference, then people are literally hiding 
Really? Hiding. <laughs> I don't know if they're hiding from the heat. I don't know if they're hiding from their boss. I don't know what they're hiding from. But like even me, like I'm gonna head to the beach. Yes, I'm taking my bike and I'm taking uh -oh. my my laptop. But I'm I'm taking all my stuff I need at home. Mm -hmm. I'm taking with me to the beach because my wife and daughter and her friend want to be at the beach. And I love the beach, but I still have to work on Friday. I still have calls I need to be on. So it's kind of that hybrid of mm -hmm. is it summer? Is it not? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, technically, next yeah. week is the first summer solstice. June, June 21st. 21st. Yep. Yeah. Longest wow. day of the year. And then they all become shorter. Thank God. No, really? Why? I, well, I'd be I do like fall. Fall is my favorite. Autumn is my favorite season. Every day that gets me closer or further away from it being hot is my favorite day. I think it's only going to get worse from here, my friend. I think it's only just begun. Oh, Alaska, here I come. Well, if, the, if it, it, uh, listen, I'll trade the heat for the love bugs. Whatever happened to the love bugs, because some shits went away. People don't know what love bugs are. If you don't live in the state of Florida, you probably don't know what a love bug is unless you have vacation down here <laughs> twice a year. Oh, my God. Twice a year. It is basically a hybrid between a mosquito and a housefly. Mm -hmm. And they're useless. They're called love bugs because you always see them in pairs. They're always mating. But if you want something to destroy the paint on the front of your car, yeah. destroy your windshield. Take a drive. Take a drive <laughs> over a bridge yeah. late at night, Do, and you won't even be able to see out of your front oh, windshield. Oh, it's disgusting. But I digress. We are not here to talk about love bugs or the summer months, are we, Dustin? No, we're not. I'm doing today's episode. It's in dedication to... I spent a lot of time over the past two or three weeks with T-Loppers. You have. Which I appreciate. I really do, y'all. As much as I can fit it into my schedule, as much as I can give back and provide guidance or feedback, I welcome it. Mm -hmm. I really, really do. Now, I welcome it most to those that are premium members of TLOPonline.com. I ain't going to lie. Yeah. Like, I ain't going to lie. If you want the best access, you need to come off the wallet. You need to go to tloponline.com yep. and become a premium member if you're a mortgage professional. If you're not a mortgage professional, don't waste your money. It ain't for you. Hmm. This podcast is for you. Yep. Right. This podcast is legitimately for anyone and everyone 18 plus, mm -hmm. especially those that are looking for some kind of betterment as it pertains to financial matters, purchasing real estate, owning a business, staying motivated, learning life lessons, etc. But the website right now is strictly branch manager in a box for mortgage sales professionals. But if you're willing to invest in yourself and you only have a little bit of money, this is where your money should go. It is literally half of one commission check. One closing, half yeah. of one closing, half of a not half. a commission check. Cause some half. people get paid once a month mm. and that's a lot of money. I'm talking <laughs> like, look at how much money you make on just one deal, cut it in half. And that's the money that it takes to invest in an entire year. Mm. But those are the people that we try to give the most access to, mm -hmm. the best scripts, the best training videos, mm -hmm. right? Those are the people that have not one, but two live, one hour long with me, mm -hmm. sales trainings per month, just by becoming a member. But these are the questions that we're getting. There's one question right now. What's the hot topic? How do I land my first job all i need is one opportunity i swear if i just had one shot i would prove myself but no one's giving me that one shot so what the hell am i doing yep so i felt like a bit of a broken record as i keep on repeating myself and i love the people that i've connected with i really do 
but it would have been easier for them if I could have just sent them or Mark could have sent them or John, you could have sent them or Nick. Somebody could have sent them a link that says, just listen to episode 300 and whatever. You this know, is. no, I have, Dustin, believe me, I have, I've listened to all your episodes that talk about like how to get the job, how to land it. And I still haven't found any luck. So what am I doing wrong? Okay. And truth be told, I'm just, yeah. Yes. We're going to answer that. But like, why should people reach out to us? Well, because I think every single one of those people I talk to, if you just listen to the episode, you weren't going to get a name, a phone number, and a intro. And there's many people throughout the United States of America that I do know that are in the mortgage arena. Just a few. And I was able to give names and company names, sometimes phone numbers, sometimes email addresses, depending on the market that you're in. So keep reaching out. But you reach out to see, hey, who do you all know? Who could you connect me with? Let us connect you. We don't promise you they're going to hire you. We don't promise you that you're going to like them. All we promise you is that, hey, they know us. They like us. We know them. If you drop our name, you may be able to get their attention. That's it, right? So the answer to the question or the question is really this. All right, Dio, I'm newly licensed. How do I find my first job? And by the way, it's not a sponsorship. I know someone is wet behind the ears, green as green can be. When they're like, I just got to find a sponsor. I'm like, no, you don't, boys and girls. You need to find an employer. What's a sponsor? Someone you need to find a career opportunity. A sponsor, yeah. A sponsor is what you need when you're going to AA. You need a sponsor. Right. That's what I was. A yeah, sponsor. a sponsor is what I needed when, when I obtained my CMB. Okay, all right. Someone to vouch for me. All right. That's what a sponsor does. Someone who looks out for me, vouches for me. Gotcha. But in the world of obtaining your NMLS... And you have to take your 20-hour course, right? So you're going over to the knowledge coop. Mm -hmm. That's where you need to go to take your 20-hour course. You're then studying to pass that exam. If you need help studying to pass that exam, you're going to MLO Study Buddy. And you're joining that group and you're purchasing their resources so that you can actually study and pass this exam. But then you'll hear those people say, well, now I need a sponsor. Because mm -hmm. you need someone to sponsor you. Well, no, you need a freaking employer, guys. Now I'm looking for my first career opportunity. So do me the favor. The textbook may tell you you need a sponsor. I'm the professional with 20 years experience. I'm telling you you need your first career opportunity. Who is going to give me my first career opportunity? And I start with this first fun fact. The career opportunity you want, you desire, you crave will not be found on Indeed. It will not be found on the employment section of XYZ Mortgage Company's website. Well, how am I supposed to find it if it's not posted online, Dustin? If it's not online and the internet, it doesn't exist. Well, correct. You will have opportunities to apply for jobs that are Indeed. And if you're a sales professional, 99 times out of 100, that's the job you don't want. It's the career opportunity you want to run from. Hmm. I didn't say all the time. Mm -hmm. I just said 99 times out of 100. And that varies with the market, right? If we're in a booming market, sure, you may be able to find some decent career opportunities on Indeed. But then you have to ask yourself, if you found that career opportunity on Indeed and the market turns away from boom mm. and starts heading towards bust, is that also the same career opportunity that also gets ripped from you as easily as it was provided to you? If you applied for a loan officer position on my company's website, I'm sure someone's going to call you. But if they call you and they realize that you're brand new, 
you're wet behind the ears, you don't have a book of business, you don't have a stable of, of referral sources, the odds of you getting passed along to one of the branch managers is slim to none. Like you should understand that. And if that's the mortgage company that I represent, more than likely that's the bulk of mortgage companies. Because I work for one of many really good mortgage companies out there. But there are few that they're just going to hire a stranger who doesn't have a book of business, who still needs to be trained, who isn't consistently closing loans. Then you have to understand, well, why is that? Well, in a lot of cases, for any mortgage company to go out and hire someone who's not bringing in revenue, it costs the company money. Even if you're 100% commission, it costs the company money. We have to pay for your licensing. We have to pay for your software, your computer, your IT, your business cards, your website. We have to pay seats are called, but subscriptions for the pricing engine that we use because you need your own username and password. And then certain companies offer benefits. So there's going to come a time that you're eligible for benefits. You're going to sign up for those benefits. But here's the deal. When you're closing no loans, let's say benefits are $2,000 a month. Mm -hmm. Well, a thousand of it is paid for by the associate. A thousand of it's paid by their employer, right? That's what employers do. It's part of the compensation package to be able to provide benefits to their employees. But when you're closing no loans, that means you're bringing in no revenue, but I'm still paying my thousand dollars towards your benefits. Mm -hmm. When you're closing no loans, not only am I paying my thousand dollars towards your benefits, but I'm paying your thousand dollars towards benefits, right? So it's a big, heavy cost up front. So I think it's good for anyone who is applying for new career opportunities, who's newly licensed, or maybe they're transitioning from processor to LO or LOA to LO, or they're trying to, to transition from builder loan officer to outside sales or from a, you name it, bank LO, direct mm. to consumer. And they're trying to transfer into that kind of upper echelon realm of, I'm going to be self-sourced. I'm going to be purchase focused. I'm going to make all the money. That's a phenomenal mindset and a great career path, but you can't be shocked when the career opportunity you're looking for isn't found on Indeed, or you're not getting one to call you back when you apply for the quote unquote job openings on various companies' websites. All right. All right. So here's what you have to do. People are like, all right, Dio, shut up and tell me, well, what do I have to do? You've done a decent enough job of explaining why someone might not want me, but I'm not that person who's just going to take no for an answer. Yeah. And you shouldn't be. If you're the type of person who's going to take no for an answer the first time, this might not be the career for you. At least not as an outside purchase focused self-source originator. Look, the mortgage industry is massive. Hundreds of thousands of of career opportunities. Of the hundreds of thousands, we're talking 70, 80,000 are outside loan originators, right? So there's more career opportunities that aren't outside LO than than are. Mm -hmm. But if you're trying to become an outside mortgage loan originator, because that tickles your fancy and that's what gets you excited, you are not the type of guy or girl who takes no for an answer. You take no as one step further to, to a yes. That's the mentality you need to take. So the job that you want or the career opportunity you want isn't online, but it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It just means you have to go out there and create it. You have to go find it. So the first thing that you're going to do, and, and this is in no particular order. So first, how about some of the top three things you're going to do? I'm going to tell you, you need to join the trade organizations. Now you don't have to join as a member right away, but you can go online, whether it's the mortgage bankers association, the national association of 
mortgage professionals, whether it's uh, NAMBA, whether it's National Association of uh, Hispanic Real Estate Professionals, NARREP, like there are trade organizations in every market. They're real estate specific, they're lending specific, but I promise you mortgage lenders and branch managers attend these monthly meetings. You can go online, you can find which ones are in your local market. I don't care if you're Louisville, Paducah, Tacoma, or Austin, or anywhere else in between, they exist. Show up, put on your best outfit, make sure your hair's done, brush your teeth, smile. Make sure you get all jacked up on some caffeine, get jacked up on some Mountain Dew before you go in there. And be yourself, introduce yourself. What am I supposed to say? Let them know that I'm new and I don't know what I'm doing. I don't want to look yeah, like that. Yeah, 1,000%. Yeah. Hey, my name's John Coleman. How you doing? Oh, yeah, this is my first event. Small talk it. They will ask questions. Oh, it's your first event. Where do you work? You know, I don't right now. I'm actually here because I'm newly licensed. I'm looking for my next career opportunity. Oh, oh good luck to you. Hey, by the way, do you know anyone who's currently hiring? Like, who are some of the best mortgage companies I should work for in, the, in this market? Mm. Can you make an introduction? Who should I call over there? Like, even if I'm not looking to hire, I know who are some other good mortgage companies. I may even have friends over there. If you met me at a MBA luncheon, and I do attend them, and you were well-dressed, and you introduced yourself, and you were friendly, and I learned that you were looking for a career opportunity, even if I wasn't hiring, I'd make sure that I would give you two, if not three, names of companies, maybe even names of managers, I would say, hey, contact them, make sure you drop my name. Here's my card. Tell me to talk to Dustin Owen. How many connections do you think you've made through the podcast or even throughout your career just like making, connecting the dots? Give thousands. Thousands, you think? Thousands. Yes. Some of the best career advice that I think is out there that, that I don't know if it, if it really resonates. I'm a huge proponent that he or she with the most friends wins. You're out there to collect friends, real friends, not best friends, but industry friends where you can get to know them. Where are they from? Who do they work for? What are they into? What's their family life like, right? We're following Ford, family, occupation, recreation, dreams, just trying to cover the basics with these people. I want to ask anyone I meet, hey, out of curiosity, anything I can do for you, John? I mean, anything like... There's nothing wrong for me to ask you anything I can do for you. And if you tell me, yes, Dustin, I would love for you to introduce me to the president of the United States of America. I'd be like, I wish I could, John, but I don't know the president of the United States of America. But if I wanted to get to know the president of the United States of America, you know where I'd start? And you'd be like, uh, where? Oh, I'd go get to know my local representative. Like, I would have an answer for you. But, but and, and I share that as we role play because there's no question and no ask that should be throwing me off. Even if, if it's something I can't fulfill, I can still laugh about it. I'm like, oh man, I'm not your guy for that, but I'll keep a lookout for you. But yes, to answer your question, that's, I said I have thousands because I've made it a point to make sure that I want to have the most friends. The second thing that I think is, is not stressed enough, at least in, in most business classes, is I also want to be the person who's owed the most favors. I'm collecting favors. That's what I'm doing. And I steal this from the, the movie Charlie Wilson's War. But Charlie Wilson, congressman out of the 1st District in Texas, back in the late 70s, early 80s, Charlie Wilson was able to do some really cool, powerful shit 
as a representative who basically did a whole lot of know nothing until he decided to do something and he was able to fundraise and pull off what he was able to pull off. I don't want to ruin the movie for you. Um, because ultimately he ends up telling um, one of his counterparts, he said, do you know that I spent the X amount of years in the U.S. House of Representatives where all I have done is, and he basically said, piss off nobody and collect a bunch of favors. And I thought, wow, what a great way to live your life and your business, run your business, is to be able to piss off nobody and collect a bunch of favors. So, uh, but I think we rabbit hold that a little bit. I do want to circle back because I said there's like three things that I think anyone should do when you're trying to create your own career opportunity. So yes, network like crazy. You got to get out there. You got to attend the lunches. You should be going to one event per week, if not two per week, when you're trying to find your next career opportunity. The second thing you should do is you need to work your network. Work your network. How many friends do you have? Family members, ex-coworkers, neighbors. How many of them are you calling, texting, DMing, hitting up on Facebook Messenger, where you're like, hey man, hope all is well. I'm hoping you can help me. Send, let them reply. Yeah, what's up? Hey, I don't, don't know if you know, but I just recently transitioned into the mortgage industry. I'm looking for an awesome career opportunity. Do you know anyone in the mortgage industry here locally? Insert whatever city you live in. What are you trying to do? You're trying to get a warm introduction. A warm introduction. Look, I'm not going to go out and hire just any rookie loan originator, but I do hire rookies. I've never hired a rookie where we posted for it openly. I hired a rookie that was referred to me by someone already in my circle or that was referred to me by a current associate who is basically vouching for this individual. You, if you want that opportunity, you're going to go out there and create it by letting everyone in your circle know what you're up to, what you're looking to accomplish and how they can help you. So that would be the second thing I think someone should do. The third thing, y'all show up, literally put together a resume and walk into 10 branches in your local market with a smile and a handshake. And you're looking to make an introduction to the producing or not producing, just the sales manager or the branch manager. That's it. Like, think about this. You're a salesperson. First and foremost, you're going to have to do this when someone does hire you. More than likely, if you're going to be self-sourced, purchase focused, you're going to have to go out and call on real estate agents call on financial advisors and call on builders, which is gonna force you to get in your car, drive somewhere, walk into a sales office and introduce yourself to the people who could refer you your, your, your next client. You're gonna have to pick up the phone and you have to call people, introduce yourself, let them know what you're looking to do. So what says that you shouldn't start that one step earlier when you're trying to find that career opportunity? So it's that simple but I don't see enough people that are willing to do it. And it's like, think of yourself this way. You are a dime a dozen. You currently do not stand out. You will never have an opportunity to stand out until someone gives you that chance to meet with them. Right. And then when you do get that chance to meet with them, you better be ready to explain to them why you are worth the investment. 
What are some of the pitfalls you see, like, if a rookie loan officer comes in? Like, what are some of the like, gotcha moments, don't do this? Let's say a rookie somehow made it into your office and uh, in this current market, and they were sitting down and you were getting to know them. What are some things that or points of advice you would give a rookie loan officer? Like, don't go in an interview if you land one and do this. Don't say this. Don't do that. Don't. Ooh, love those questions. First and foremost, do not share with me your dreams and aspirations if they don't involve or revolve around being my next top producer. I literally someone once interviewed and I said, what's your five, seven, 10 year goal? It's a layup question. You should have an answer for that five, seven, 10. Even if it never happens, you should have at least thought it through and had an answer. And it was in seven years, I would love to own my own restaurant. Bro, what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. In All seven right. years, right. I would love to own my own restaurant. Okay. All right. Well, that was a red flag that I saw. Mm -hmm. I once interviewed a guy. This was not a red flag that I saw. Okay. It was a red flag that I picked up years later. Mm. He sits down and I, same things like, where do you see yourself here, there, the next place? And he's like, well, I'm 40 years old. I'm going to retire at 50 with a million dollars in the bank. I was like, okay, cool. First and foremost, it's not impossible, but it's not as great as it may sound to have a million dollars in the bank at 50. It doesn't go that far. You're basically living off about $40,000 a year. So unless you're going to go live in Costa Rica, Dominican Republic, right, yeah. you know, Thailand, like places where it's cheaper to live, maybe Muncie, Indiana, right? Like, but uh, most places that I know of, you're not getting very far with $40,000. So I was like, oh man, how much money do you have saved right now? I was like, I'm, I'm starting starting right now. Today. Today. I'm like, all right, cool. So you're 40, that gives you 50. So essentially you're gonna have to save about $700,000 um, because you're gonna get some interest in your money, right? So you mm -hmm. don't have to save the full million, mm -hmm. but if you go ahead and you save six or 700,000 that through compound interest, you'll have a million within 10 years. So I just kind of threw a number out and I'm, I'm doing this as I interview him. Like, so $700,000 roughly you know, somewhere between 50 to 70,000 per year. Mm -hmm. And what type of money are you looking to, to make? He's like, oh, I need to make a hundred grand a year. I go, okay, cool. hundred grand. That's good money. hundred grand a year. I'm like, so if you make hundred grand a year, you have to pay taxes on 20% of that. So that takes you down to 80 grand a year. And then if you need to save 50, 60, 70,000 in order to get to that million dollar mark by the time you're 50, then I'm like doing this quick math. And I'm like, okay, so your hundred became 80 minus let's say 60 i'm like you can live on 20 grand a year huh he looked at me like deer in the headlights i should have stopped the interview right there i should have stopped the interview because i was sitting down with someone who didn't quite get quote unquote it he didn't get it he said things that didn't even make sense if you sat down and broke broke down the numbers and he wasn't experienced enough and quite possibly didn't have the high enough aptitude mm. to where that should have been a massive red flag that this person is going to flounder in my industry. Because my industry, a mortgage loan originator, you need above average intelligence. You need high aptitude. If you are going to, to succeed, and succeed to me means at a minimum you're consistently closing three to five loans a month, that means you're succeeding. Now, if you're killing it, you're 100 units plus per year. Yeah. Okay. But you have to have a certain amount of, of aptitude. So that was something that should have been a red flag. So a question I do ask everybody in an interview, what's a lot of money to you? What's a lot of money? 
hundred thousand dollars, man, I'll be rich as hell if I had a hundred grand. Yep, that's probably a for me, it's a disqualifier for a rookie. Now, if you're already experienced, meaning I don't need to train you, I don't need to uh, wait six months for you to start closing your first loan. I don't need to invest a ton of resources and time into your professional development. If you want to come here and make hundred grand a year, closing two, three loans a month, and you're not an asshole, I would love to have 10 of you. Literally, I'd hire 10 tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But you're talking about a rookie. You're talking about somebody who is newly licensed, who doesn't have a book of business, doesn't have a massive network of referral sources, doesn't have a, a past client list that's like, on column CC on the Excel spreadsheet, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, no, that's a wrong answer for me. I only want to hire rookies who are looking to make a quarter million to half a million dollars a year. Because that tells me you're worth me taking a risk on you. You're worth my team investing everything we have into your professional development. Someone who has another career, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm also doing mortgages? Okay, you're also not doing it here. That's a red flag for me. I could do it part-time. No, no, I'm, I just want to dabble. You know, I could do yeah, part -time. yeah, you can do whatever you want, right? You're just not going to do it here, right? For me, it doesn't work. I've yet to see someone who just does it really well. Now, I have, and we've had a guest on who's an amazing mm -hmm. guest. I've had people who dominated in the mortgage space and did a 20-year career where they're at the top of their game. And then 20 years later, they decided, hey, I'm going to dial my mortgage business back down to part time. I'm going to have my team mm -hmm. do a lot of the heavy lifting. And I'm just going to run that book of business while I do other things. Cool. I'm talking about someone who's newly licensed as a new mortgage and they're going to want to come in and do this not full time. Yeah. Uh -uh. You get a lot of that people who are saying, like, I want to be a LO, but because I'm also I'm currently a realtor and I think I can do both. So like, too many times. Yep, too many times. I talked to a guy the other day. He's like, yeah, I do credit repair and I'm going to be an LO. I said, why? Because I, it's two birds, one stone. I can help them with their credit. And then once they help them with their credit, I can help them get finance for a home. But every minute you're spending on credit repair, you're not spending on being a great LO. Every minute you're spending on loan officer, you're not spending on being a credit repair. So you're not going to be great on either, which means you're going to be half-assed in both. And by the way, as a loan officer, I don't want to work with people who are in credit repair. That ain't my thing. And it shouldn't be your thing either. It just shouldn't. I'm not saying we shouldn't help people that have poor credit. We should help them. We should refer them to someone who does credit repair really well. Full time. And we tell that person, hey, give us a call once so-and-so has their credit back up to 620, 640, 660. That's not my job. I don't get paid to do that. I get paid to help those who can help themselves. And think about this for anyone who's like, oh, D.O., you're being so mean. No, I'm not. And here's why. If I stop and I take six hours out of my week to help someone who couldn't help themselves, that's six hours that I wasn't spending with people who can't help themselves. It's not my job to fix someone's credit because their credit is the way it is because of lifestyle choices. Unless they're going to pay me to come live with them and I'm going to buy their groceries, cook their food, pay <laughs> their bills, and then look over their shoulder on where they're spending their money and make sure they're going to work and they're putting in the hours to make the money they need to cover their, their lifestyle. That's not on me to do that. It's on me to spend five minutes as a human answering the most basic questions, getting them pointed in the right direction, being a source of information. Sure. It is not my job to work with people with 585 or 485 credit scores. It is my job to work with the people who can be helped.
So I need to point the poor credit people to the right direction so I can help the people who are ready because because mm-hmm. they're, they're they're in a position that their habits are are screaming, hey, Dustin, I need your expertise. Yeah. yeah. So, no, my answer is if, if you want to do something else, great for you. I don't recommend it. I don't advise it. And again, if I know three, four dozen mortgage millionaires, they're mortgage millionaires, not mortgage and X, Y, Z. If I know a hundred people who are top producers in their company, they make 200, 300, 400 grand a year. They win trips to Cozumel and to Costa Rica and the Bahamas. Yet they just do mortgages. So when I get on mic and behind camera and I'm trying to teach, Mm -hmm. I'm teaching not just based on my personal experiences, but also the experiences of those 150 or 250 other mortgage professionals Mm -hmm. that I've been able to connect with throughout the past 20 years. Through your tenure, whether you experienced it or someone has told you through the grapevine, what are some of the answers or responses that you've gotten from rookie loan officers that have stuck with you that like, holy shit, like that answer was amazing. You blew my socks off with that one. I'm gonna go back. He's one on the show. He, wow. I mean, let me try that one again. <laughs> this time I'm going to slow it down right. to a speed that could be understood. I'm going to start with someone who has been on the show, okay. who we hired as a rookie loan originator. His name is Casey McElroy. Shout out Casey. I knew Casey was going to be great when I interviewed him. Okay. Casey did not have any background in business or in sales. His background was in professional baseball. But what I loved about Casey is that throughout his entire life, he had been counted out and had then been recognized at being the best at what he did. Meaning he didn't get the scholarship that he felt like he he deserved, but he still went to college and played baseball and then was named the team captain. He then was named all conference. He then got drafted, although he was told in high school, you'll never get drafted. You're too small. You'll never play at the next level. You don't have what it takes. So he consistently kept on proving doubters wrong while always keeping a positive attitude and being a leader, which is why his teammates had selected him to be team captain. And then when Casey got hurt, he didn't give up. No, he went and rehabbed. He showed perseverance. I'm looking for that story. Like, where's the chip on your shoulder? How many opportunities have you had in life to be recognized as being the best at something? And then tell me about them. You may talk to me about how you were an Eagle Scout. We have a rookie LO. He just uh, had his second year in the industry. Second year in the industry, younger guy. Shout out, shout out to Nate. Nate Dollins, who I'm talking about. You know Nate. And it all makes sense. Nate's finally doing a million dollars a month pretty consistently. Second year in the business, right? Got started in years like 22 and 23. People say, oh, it's not the best year. Nate was an Eagle Scout. Nate was an Eagle Scout. For y'all that don't know, you can talk about how nerdy Boy Scouts is. And I'm not going to even defend it. I'm not even going to defend it. (laughs) But I'm going to tell you this. To be an Eagle Scout is super prestigious. It's very hard. And it tells me something about someone's character that they were able to become an Eagle Scout because so few do because of the number of hours that you have to stick to it. It makes sense when I meet someone 
We talk about um, our friend Danielle Anderson. Yeah. What stands out to me about Danielle because she dominating, dominated selling Cutco knives Shit, in you college. Can, you can do that. You can do anything. Correct. <laughs> I'm serious. Right. So like these are the types of stories that I just gave, and I gave three different ones. Right. Mm -hmm. I talked about Danielle Anderson dominating selling Cutco knives in college. Nate Dolan being an Eagle Scout. That's something he achieved when he was like 17 or 18 years of age. Or Casey McElroy consistently proving doubters wrong because essentially. Casey didn't have what it takes to be the best D1 baseball player, to be drafted by a Major League Baseball team. They felt he was too, too short. Maybe he was too slow. Maybe his arm wasn't strong enough. Mm -hmm. But the dude ended up being a AAA All-Star multiple times. Mm -hmm. And had he not got injured, he would have been called up to the big show. Right? So those are things that I think we're looking for. Those are things that people tuning in, especially this far, have to be aware of and cognizant of that you need to be able to work your network to have someone you know introduce you to someone they know and have that person be willing to take a chance on you why are they gonna be willing to take a chance on you because you are willing to make this your number one priority you're going all in you're gonna do whatever it takes you do have above average intelligence you do have a good attitude you do have high aptitude and you have a track record of achieving success at a high level and you can tell stories about how you've done that. But the job that you want, the career opportunity you want, you have to create. It's not gonna be found on a message board. Work your circle of influence, hit up the trade organizations, attend their events, be willing to cold call the local mortgage branches to where you can Put yourself out there, shake hands, kiss babies, figure out who's hiring. And when they give you an opportunity, please know the people that they're looking for are those people who are trying to achieve success at a high level because that's all they know. And people that when they tell stories, you need to come across as someone who is polished, professional, and only knows one way, and that way is winning. Damn. Well said, Dustin. That's how I'd summarize this. So hopefully our TLOP audience, those that are in the mortgage business, and by the way, we should have prefaced this in the very beginning. I bet these same principles apply outside to of the mortgage. So yeah, many yeah, other yeah, industries. Yeah, 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 I mean, course. my wife got her first job teaching by knocking on principals' doors in the summer in Atlanta, Georgia. True story. Grabbed her resume, got in her 1992 two-door chevy cavalier mm, i remember those electric blue i remember them shits <laughs> and literally drove to five or six different high schools mm -hmm. knocked on the admissions door handed her resume she got two phone calls back two interviews one job offer i saw i got the job at yay perseverance yeah if, if you really want it you'll get it if you really want it yes correct if you really want it and you got to stand out right no one's going to hand it to you you have to go out there and create it but um then once you land your job, come back to us at TLOP Online, right. become a Premium Plus member because you're just getting started. Yeah, you, do. <laughs> you now need a major support system to help you get through those first two years because those first two years are very difficult. They're very trying. Mm. Don't believe me? Just ask Nate. Just <laughs> yeah. ask Casey. Yeah. Ask these guys that were, that were shouting out today on TLOP yeah. Don't take what my it word like. for it. Don't yeah. take my word for it. Correct. Don't take yeah. my word for it. But uh, – no, and then obviously we are here to help. We are here to help. You are part of the TLOP community. 
uh, reach out to us, hit me up on LinkedIn, hit us up on IG, go to TLOP online and send, send a message. If we know someone in your market, we'll be more than happy to try to connect you with that person. It at least gives you one step further in the direction that you're trying to go. Word. But until then, keep tuning in, keep sharing us. If you haven't done so, give us a five-star review. Follow us on YouTube yeah, yeah, and yeah. check out the website. Well, Tons sure. of great resources there. Uh, he's John Coleman. My name is Dustin Owen. That's all the time we have for you today. But we look forward to catching you in the next episode. Peace. Bye.